Welcome to the You Lead Podcast, brought to you by the Council for School Leadership of the Alberta Teachers Association. Hello, and welcome to the You Lead Podcast. I'm your host, Corey Haley. Today, we're getting perspective from some different leaders around Alberta on ways that they are supporting teachers during the COVID 19 pandemic. We know that like in other parts of the country and the world, schools in Alberta are engaged in remote learning. Teachers and leaders have had to adapt fast to this new and changing environment. We asked one simple question to leaders, what are the ways that you are supporting teachers during the pandemic? And we think their answers are enlightening and may help you navigate this difficult environment. Our first response comes from Mark Silvestre, an elementary school principal in an urban area. COVID has certainly affected our school. Our teachers are missing their kids tremendously, trying to reach out to them in any ways possible right now. Um, But we're also enjoying spring break and giving teachers a much needed break as we get ready to deliver some online material to them. I guess the big thing that we're doing at our school is taking things slow. We don't want to come out and overwhelm or overburden parents with teachers sending home a variety of materials uh, in subject areas that uh, we think that they're going to be wanting to get some experiences in. Um, We want to take it so that the the parents have that opportunity to be able to say, yes, I've got access to um, online learning initiatives that we can take advantage of. But we also have families that don't have access to that. And we want to be trying to figure out what the plan is going to be for dealing with those situations. Um, Our learning support initiatives uh, area has been key in developing some resources that we're going to be able to share out from the district. And I think that's really important that we're all on the same page. Um, The more kind of things that we can be doing that are going to be the same, the easier it's going to be for our parents. We also have to realize that parents are getting bombarded with these things from dance class, from yoga classes, from music lessons. They're all trying to figure out a way that they can continue on with their um, lessons and things that they've got going on as extracurricular activities. So it's important for us to remember as educators, we can't overwhelm or overburden our parents or our students with things that we're sending home. And uh, I think the important thing right now is looking after their mental health and making those connections with the kids. Our next response comes from Lynn Leslie, who is an elementary school principal, also in an urban area. What we're doing to support our teachers and school community, really I would categorize in three areas, using our hands, our minds, and our hearts. So the first area with our hands, it's really all about connections. And so being able to connect to people within this new environment was that first barrier, that first challenge we had to address. So we very quickly learned the online collaboration platforms, Microsoft Teams, and we also set up WhatsApp groups so we could have more of an informal dialogue at times as well. Teachers are now moving forward with looking at Google Meet, and so we've been exploring more on ways on how to do that, including things like digital citizenship and all of these uh, important skills that we need to remember when we're using online collaboration tools. We also created a tracking sheet for on Google so that uh, teachers could identify the students that were not connecting with them. And uh, despite phone calls and reminders and uh, trying to find various ways, and then one of our support teachers helped uh, to reach out to those families and to find out, you know, did they need support? Did they need technology? So what were their barriers and how could we support them? 
And in the second area, the mind, we really focused on this learning. So learning in this e-learning environment, what does that look like and how can we support teachers in meeting those their own needs for, for learning around uh, teaching and yet their students and parents learning around how do they access and engage in this new format, this new learning environment. So one of the first things we did in direction and wonderful advice by our, our school board and senior leaders was to take it slow. This was a whole new experience for us and everything was evolving so quickly, as you all know, that it was important to continue to remind teachers to take it slow. They are not by nature, or they are by nature, not patient, and they want to do things right away. They're very efficient and, and quick to what they want to get done. And so taking it slow was really hard for, for our teachers. So continuing to remind them that. The other piece was reminding them that it's going to look different. It's going to look different from what they were currently doing and it was going to look different from what uh, other people were doing. And that was okay. Um, I think teachers felt a lot of pressure that they had to uh, do what everybody else was doing. And I had to remind them frequently at first that it's okay. We don't all have to be doing 100% of this new environment professional when we've just now learned about it. So giving them the permission to take it slow, I think, was really, really helpful and helped to reduce some of their anxiety and stress around the huge learning curve that they had taken on and continue to take on as they grow in their practice. In our Teams meetings each week, at first I did it three times a week, I moved down to two, and now we're down to one. Um, we have opportunities for me to share emergent items, but also for teachers to share with one another what they're doing. Now, to cope with the size of it and the restriction of um, some of the limitations in Microsoft Teams, I limited that to uh, two groups. So um, our Division One teachers and then our Division Two teachers, we were, we were going to... Um, have a separate meets. So we did that. And in each of those meetings, we were able to really get to some really great sharing and collaboration and sharing of best practice. And at the end of each week, um, I recorded what their gems were. There was big celebrations, the things that they were really excited and proud about. And uh, there were a number of different uh, things that they shared in it a lot around their excitement with kids getting engaged and completing assignments and uh, them feeling more confident in their own practice and in, in using this this new uh, environment for teaching and in our case it was google classrooms the uh, where we're moving now is really looking at the types of lessons and the types of of planning that's going on in the Google Classrooms, in their online environments, and what they're expecting of their students. And so we're looking at the differentiation piece. Uh, at first, it was, you know, some fun activities, which is great for the engagement. But with the assessment piece and knowing that we are still required to have assessment and to be doing assessment, um, a lot of questions are related to that right now. And so what I've tried to do to be proactive is to spend a little bit of time in each of our meetings, getting them thinking about how do you design for learning in this new environment, given the the parameters that the government has provided. And for our case, it's five hours a week. So how can you design a unit 
on something with a big understanding so that each of the lessons that the teachers are putting online are connected and progressing into that deeper understanding of the big idea or those enduring uh, uh, parts of the curriculum that we are now focusing on. And so we're going to continue to have conversations. I've just sort of started to plant the bug in the teacher's ears around thinking about their unit plans and, and the importance of planning and how it's so connected to the assessment piece. So if we can preempt it and sort of start with the end in mind, as all good teaching is, as we know, then how can we uh, limit some of the um, pressure that they might feel in moving forward? So um, we had a lot of uh, initial conversation about that, and that will continue to be one of our topic items as we move forward. The final part of the three parts, the way in which I, I support teachers is through the heart. And there is, this is difficult for everybody. It's a new environment. It's something that we never, ever dreamed would occur. Uh, and so everybody is dealing with this in a different way. And I think being mindful of, again, remembering to slow down, even as leaders, we need to slow down and remember what is important at this moment. And that is really making sure people are okay, that they feel encouraged and they feel supported. And so in doing that, um, we really encourage people to connect with one another in the platforms that we have, but also with their own, you know, in their own um, families and their own relations and friends, because connections um, are very important. I know we started out with, it, it's so important to be washing our hands and remaining our two meters of distance. Um, and the third part was social distancing. And I really liked it when um, it was changed or it's beginning now to be changed to be physical distancing because we still want to be very much connected to one another socially. Uh, it's just in a new way. And so building that sense of relationship in this new uh, disconnected environment, this disconnected um, physical space doesn't mean we have to be disconnected in our social space. And so building those relationships, ensuring that everybody's okay, and then trying to use the connections that we've made uh, in, in this new technical, from a technical perspective, to help facilitate that. And so things like, you know, we've had teachers and all of our staff members sharing inspirational messages, sharing videos, uh, sharing prayer thoughts, uh, well wishes, encouragement, uh, various quotes. And more recently, of course, with the unfortunate news of our support staff layoffs that are that are coming up and um, the teachers mostly working from home now, trying to bring them together again. And so just, you know, reminding teachers that our support staff need our need our time at, as well as our understanding. And they need to be reminded how important they are and how much we value them. Even though they, are, they have been deemed non-essential, they are very essential to us. And so um, teachers have been reaching out to our support staff at various times in various ways and just reminding them um, that they are part of our school community and a very important, essential part of our school community and that we will continue to connect with them as this whole new um, world unfolds. And so for us, it, it really, for me as a leader uh, in reflection, 
it, it really came down to the hand making those connections, the mind and really making sure that we are optimizing teaching and learning for our students, and then the heart making those connections, developing those relationships with one another so that people do feel encouraged and supported and know that together we've got this. Our last response to the question, how are you supporting teachers during this pandemic, comes from Kim Carson, a school leader in a rural setting. I don't believe there is a person around that would have predicted that we would be facing a new way of delivering learning to all of our students. During this health crisis, teaching and learning has certainly made some major changes within a short amount of time. Teachers, educational assistants, administrators, and division office teams are working together to bridge the transition from the traditional classroom setting to an online learning platform. Supporting teachers during this challenging time came in different forms. The first week, students, parents, and teachers were told that learning was on pause, giving everyone an opportunity to get things organized. Everyone needed some time to digest exactly what was happening and how they were going to transition. There really was so much uncertainty. During our first week, messaging that went out to our teachers indicated that they needed to focus on contact before content. When the announcement came that children would not be returning to school, it was a shock for everyone. Everyone knew that learning was going to take on a new form, but what exactly that was going to look like was yet to be determined. Students and parents were highly impacted by this announcement and they needed the reassurance from the classroom teacher that everything was going to be okay. Teachers were encouraged to pick up the phone and talk to their students and their families. They needed to talk with them and identify what delivery method was going to work best for them. Were they going to use technology to receive lesson material or were they going to still require paper and pencil packages? If they were going to be using technology, they also needed to determine what resources they had and what other supports that they may require. And finally, just answering any basic questions that the parents and the students may have. At that same time, a check-in was completed with the teachers. For many, just the thought of not being able to connect with their students in person was an emotional time for them. Administrators took the time to reassure their teams that they would work together to navigate these uncharted waters. They also took the time to assess each teacher's level and comfort regarding the use of Google Classroom and what other technological supports they needed. Working with their teams to build capacity within their staff on delivering learning outcomes remotely was one of the first steps administrators took. As we move forward, contact will always remain at the forefront. Teachers needed to deliver the learning outcomes to their students. So to ensure that teachers had the knowledge supports they required, administrators took the time to research various professional development sessions for teachers. The Alberta Teachers Association has a wide range of practical technology-based PD sessions for teachers to access. Anyone wanting more direction could easily register for these sessions. Administrators continue to seek out 
sessions, resources, and materials that assist teachers in delivering the content to their students. Throughout the first couple of weeks of this journey, everyone was encouraged to move slowly. Trying to implement too many things would just lead to frustration, uncertainty, and a feeling of being overwhelmed. We set parameters for teachers to have their information posted on the first day of each week by noon. By having this consistent messaging, parents and students know exactly what the plan is and what each week will look like. Consistency will be one of the areas that we will focus on as we move toward other sections, such as assessment. One of the things that our division created for our teachers, students, and parents was access to an online bank of learning resources. All of the resources are housed on the continuing student learning section of the website, making it easier for all to access. Anyone wanting to tap into these resources are certainly welcome to do so. Teachers did not need to spend any time completing the research on determining which tools and sites were approved. All of the vetting of the sites was done for them. In the coming weeks, we will continually reevaluate where more supports need to be implemented. Contact will remain as a focal point. Because there is a high level of trust within our teaching teams, I believe teachers will come forward if they feel that they need more direction or support, and administrators will continue to provide instructional leadership to all teachers. Now it'll just look a little bit different than it did before. Creating the new normal will take some time. For administrators, the focus can never change. It has to always be on learning and teaching. Thank you to all the school leaders throughout Alberta who contributed. And thank you for listening to this episode of the You Lead podcast. Be sure to check out our other episodes and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.